We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Hello, my beautiful friend, and welcome back to the show. How are you doing? How are you feeling on this beautiful Tuesday or whatever day of the week you're listening to this episode? I'm just so glad that you are here spending a little bit of your day and your time with me. I'm beaming right now because my husband Brian ran the Boston Marathon yesterday on Monday, April 17th. And I'm just so proud of him. He's so humble. So I'm going to be the one that brags on him, but he is an amazing runner and he is so disciplined and consistent with how he shows up for his running and how he takes care of himself. And it's just very inspiring. I don't think there's anything sexier in the world than someone going after their goals setting a goal and not just thinking about it or talking about it, but actually doing it. Oh, and I'm just so proud of him. It tears my eyes. We were supposed to go, Ellie and I, but we decided not to just for our sanity. Ellie's actually an amazing traveler. She has been on a lot of flights. She's been to Mexico. She's been to Ohio. She's been to Colorado. Like she's done all the things, uh, but we just didn't want to push it. And we decided that it would be best if we stayed back. So got a little bit emotional that I wasn't there because I've been BK's cheer squad since we started dating. I've been going to his trail running races for a long time. So it was weird not being there, but his dad and grandma and my best friend and her husband were there. So he felt all the love and support and we were nice and dry in Arizona because the weather looked terrible. He loved it though. He was like, this was the perfect weather. I was like, yeah, maybe for running when you're sweating, but when you're just standing as a spectator, probably not that great, but I am jealous because I love the energy of races. I love the mindset of races. I was watching it live and I was watching and listening to the commentators. And one of them said, you know, leading up to it, the preparation is 90% physical and 10% mental. And then when you are in the race, it's 90% mental and 10% physical if you prepare enough. And I couldn't agree more. So much of the work we do, including the physical requires so much mental strength. And I think that's just what I love about competitions like that. So anyway, I'm very proud. I'm a proud wife. And when I was thinking about the race and I was thinking about just the time it takes to train and and really go all in, right? You don't just decide one day you're going to run a marathon. There is so much that goes into it. Not only the creating the time to train, but also your nutrition, the way you take care of your body, the commitments that you make, your schedule, all of that. And if you are a busy human being with a career and a family, 
you don't just have extra time laying around. You don't just have extra time, right? No one sits around with extra time. The truth is we use all the time that we have. And we use all the time that we give ourselves. You know, I think so often it's easy to think that time is just something that happens to you. But the truth is time is a mental construct. Brian and I were talking about this yesterday because he left on Saturday and we dropped him off at the airport at 7 a.m. And he lived such a day. He even had a flight delay in Philadelphia. He lived like three different days in one day. And that just shows that time is what we make it. Time is what we make it. It is a mental construct. It is a neutral thing that happens in the world that we cannot control, right? We can't have more than 24 hours in the day, but what we do with it is completely within our control, right? We all have different ways that we prioritize, or maybe we don't even have a strategy for prioritizing. We think we're prioritizing, but we're really not. And we all have different levels of productivity and what one person thinks is productive productive, another person might not, and vice versa. But what I find is so many people that I work with, and myself included, before I started to really simplify my schedule and my life, is we put an S on priorities. So we add a plural to priorities, and then things get a little bit foggy. We get a little bit foggy and that's when overwhelm sets in. You know, when we use the word priorities, we're saying more than one thing is important. And it's not saying the other things that we want to do in our life are not important, but if we're trying to focus on everything and it's all important, then nothing is important. So time is one of those things that we really have to sit down and be honest with ourselves and look at what our thoughts are about time because our thoughts about time create the results in our life. So when I think about not having time, like when I say, oh, I just don't have time for that, what I'm actually saying is I'm not managing my brain around the time that I have. So when I think that everything I'm doing is super important, what I'm saying is nothing is important because I just don't have clarity on what needs to get done. I think one of the best examples of this for me in my current life is having a baby my schedule and my life was already very full. My social schedule, all the things I was doing, I was the yes girl. I was known as the yes girl. And sometimes saying yes to everything would get me in trouble, but I just never wanted to say no. And it was one of those things that was completely burning me. But when I got pregnant and my schedule was already very full and then I had a baby, all of a sudden I had more time. (laughs) Isn't that fascinating? I had more time and it wasn't that I had it. I made time. I make time for her every single day. It's not like I got extra time. I made it. I created it. And by doing that, I said no to a lot of things so I could prioritize what was most important, which is my family. Now I will say it first mixing a baby into the schedule was overwhelming. I didn't know where to put my attention and where to put my time. And 
that on top of postpartum and all of the lovely <laughs> experiences that come with postpartum for me, it was postpartum anxiety. It was just exhausting. And I just felt like my brain was in all of these different directions because I didn't know how to focus on the time that I had. But eventually it kind of leveled out. I got comfortable in my new normal, grew my capacity, got into a rhythm, and I'm figuring it out. And it feels amazing. You know, when I, Mondays and Tuesdays are my very full day. And I love those days. I create content. I create value. I coach clients. It's just, those are my days when I'm really in my groove. And I know those days are dedicated to that. But then the rest of the week, I work in the morning until the afternoon. And I know that those afternoons are reserved for family time. And it just feels so good knowing that that's the time that I have created. And the reason why I'm sharing this with you is when you catch yourself saying you just don't have time, you make it seem like something is happening to you, like time is happening to you. And so when you pause and you realize that you are the creator, you get to decide what you do with your time, it really gives you the authority to focus on the things that truly matter. And the way that you do this is by being willing to create it. So it's recognizing that you don't have to have time. You just have to be willing to create it. And, you know, if that feels impossible, that is exactly what I do with my clients. It's what we do in the Activate Group coaching program. Because the last thing that I want for my clients and what I want for you is to use all of your time and not have any left for yourself or the people that you love. And then I find that starting with this work and really unearthing your beliefs around time is very important because if you think you don't have time right now, it's going to take you so much longer to do it on your own. And that's what's so powerful about coaching is it is an investment in yourself, it is an investment in time, but just by investing a little bit into yourself, you create so much more in your life. You create more time, you create more money, you create more meaningful experiences, the things that really make up life. And by not looking at your thoughts about time, it's going to continue to be this thing that keeps on happening to you. You know, a lot of people believe that managing their time is going to help them live a less chaotic and more peaceful life. And I do believe that that is a part of it, but time cannot be managed. <laughs> Time is just doing its thing. It's a neutral thing. So while managing your time feels like it would create less chaos in your life, what you actually need to do, the solution, is to manage your mind around time. You know, the key to changing any area of your life, any area that you feel unsatisfied or an area that you want to grow, what it comes down to are our repeated 
behaviors, right? And these are what we call habits. Now, our habits, right, our behaviors, our actions come from something much deeper. That is our beliefs. So our thoughts, which are our beliefs, and a belief is a thought that you've thought so many times you think it's true, creates how we feel. So if you believe that there's not enough hours in the day, it's going to make you feel pretty anxious. It's going to make you feel a little bit scattered, a little bit frantic. And that is what creates the actions, which ultimately creates the results in your life. So, so much of what keeps you from realizing your dreams and living up to your full potential, it comes from our deep-rooted beliefs. Now, not all beliefs are bad. I think sometimes we talk about beliefs and we're like, got to get rid of them all. There are some beliefs that serve us. So I don't want you to think that all your beliefs are bad. And I say bad with quotes because nothing is bad or good. I just I view it more as useful or not useful. But I think it would be really helpful for you to think if you don't think you have time to do anything, let alone get support and coaching, just time to focus on yourself. What I would offer you is to look at what these beliefs are around time and notice how they're negatively impacting your life because you might not realize that they are the cause of a lot of the discomfort, the dissatisfaction, the discontentment that you are experiencing in your life. So if you think I don't have enough time, this thought feels pretty innocent and sometimes it feels like you're saying the truth. You're like, I just, there's not enough time in the day. But if you're telling yourself that every day over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, what are the consequences of telling yourself that you don't have enough time? Because if you are in a constant state of feeling pressure and feeling stressed and anxious and worried, you're going to continually disappoint yourself because it perpetuates that you didn't do enough. It'll focus on what you didn't accomplish. And then that falls into making excuses, making up reasons for why you aren't doing the things that you said you wanted to do or hitting the deadlines that you set for yourself. So this is a place, this is one of the, I I call them, I mean, what they are are red flags. When I'm coaching with a client and I hear these certain phrases as a coach, what I do is I listen to the thoughts that my clients have. And so when I hear them say, I don't have enough, or I just need to, this is often a sign that it's coming from a place of scarcity. And we fall into the scarcity mindset and it's scarcity mindset, lack mindset is coming from a place of fear that there's not enough to go around. So when you're in that place of fear, when you're in the place of lack, shifting into an abundant mindset is going to help you take control over where you focus your energy and your time. One of my favorite thoughts around time is I have more than enough time to get what I need to get done. And I know that I am in control. So if something doesn't get done, I know I'm in control of setting aside time, creating time in my schedule 
to finish out any things that are still open tabs, things that I want to complete by the end of the week, right? Just even that tiny shift of I have more than enough time to get done what I need to get done, right? I have more than enough time to focus on what's most important. 